0: What is up, everybody? By the way, I feel like I have to put now in every video, every podcast, that I don't own the rights to this music. You guys know I love Childish Gambino. This is Childish Gambino's summertime magic. I don't own the rights. YouTube, don't rip my video down later when I put it up. Please. Por favor. That's what it's <laughs> What's up, everybody? A very special From the Hill podcast via Facebook Live. It's Saturday morning, August 4th. Uh, In Philadelphia, we're in Seattle because it's rained about 9,000 gallons, or I don't know how they measure water rain, but I haven't had this much rain in my lifetime here in the last like two weeks. It's insane. It's raining right now. I'm looking out the window. It's horrible, but you know what? I promised everybody that I was going to get a show in, uh, Prof is not here today. Obviously, it's just me. No, Prof didn't get fired. He's just really busy right now. He's got some big personal news to announce, which I'll let him do uh, when he can come back to the show. So I don't want to ruin that for him. It's kind of a big deal. That's all right. I gave everybody a little preview of what we were going to talk, some of the things we are going to talk about today uh, on Facebook yesterday. So we're going to cover all that stuff. Plus, I promised, and there's been some hot debate about this actually everywhere I go and everywhere I talk about it, but I promised some fth listeners that i would talk about the chase utley incident here in uh in the city and that's sort of expanded because i've been talking to a lot of people about it and about the incident so um yeah that's going to be a really interesting conversation. So you guys are going to want to hang around so i'm going to do that towards the end thanks sil sil checking in says he's sharing the broadcast i appreciate it bro Feel free to send your comments in here if you're on the live feed. I've got it right here so we can interact live. Anything you want me to talk about or things that you, uh, that you hear me say that you don't agree with or you do agree with. Where I wanted to start actually uh, was on a movie that I watched. And I wanted to do this because I have been fairly critical of Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Marky Mark, uh, and his movie career, right? I'm not the biggest Marky Mark fan. I'm pretty sure he killed the Transformers franchise, uh, amongst other things that he's done in his career. However, I watched a Marky Mark movie last week that I really enjoyed, even though it got bad reviews. And it's the second-in-a-row movie of this style that I watched that I really enjoyed. Uh, So I wanted to bring it up. So the movie... Um, is actually a very serious movie, right? It's Patriots Day, and if you remember, it's about the Boston Marathon bombing back in 2013. What really struck me about this off the bat is I can't believe that was five years ago, man. Like that was that was a horrible, horrible terrorist attack against this country, um, and it feels like it was only yesterday, but it was five years ago. So Marky Mark stars. Uh, in the leading role of an officer that's right there at the finish line, but I gotta tell you, I really liked the movie. First off, you when you watch the movie, you just get this swell of like American pride, right? Because the police agencies work together, and everybody in Boston works together, sending in tips when they they put the guys' faces out. Um, I don't want to ruin the movie if you haven't seen it or if you don't know the story of it. I highly recommend looking into it and watching the movie. Um, I I did really, really enjoy it. And like I said, I got to give Marky more props. And there's another one that I watched. This was from a couple years ago, but another real-life event where he plays uh, sort of what you'd call like a docudrama, right, about the event. Um, And I think I may have mentioned this before on a From the Hill podcast, but Deepwater Horizon. So Deepwater Horizon is an interesting movie because it's something that I didn't know about happening and then looked at, and they have some real footage in it. So Deepwater Horizon is about uh, an oil rig... In the Gulf of Mexico that catches on fire and Marky Mark plays one of the lead engineers for the rig Uh, and it's a really really good movie again by Mark Wahlberg so I think that's his genre man if I were him I'd just live right in that zone like live right in that docudrama type of zone because he does a really good job in in both of those movies I highly recommend checking them out again that's Patriot's Day and Deepwater Horizon good movies Shout out Marky Mark. He's a Boston guy, so he gets a lot of Boston rolls anyway. All right. I want to get this out of the way right now. Even though a lot of people aren't on here who brought this up, uh, it happens every time. And Sion's on here, so he's going to like this. (laughs) Look, you're looking at me right now, right? I don't buy my beard, Okay. (laughs) This this came up. First off, this comes up every year when I grow a beard past like two and a half weeks. See? And it came up on Thursday night down at the Narstown softball fields. So we're down there, and as soon as I get there, everybody's chiming in going, Yo, Jackie, would you just you just come from the barbershop? we we'll little shape up and die? And I'm like, wait, you never seen me grow a beard before? I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I guess, you know, because I don't really have any grays in there yet. There's one or two. But if you, if you want proof that I don't dye it, if you see me in person or I'll, maybe I'll try and see if I can get close. I have a bunch of orange hair in my beard. It's just my hair is so dark and it just continues through to my beard. I don't know. This, literally, this happens every year. And it will happen later today or tonight if I'm out. People will, will come up to me and go, yo, do you, do you dye your beard? So I'm just going on the record, okay. Now it's officially on the record. I don't dye my beard. You can call me Blackbeard the pirate or whatever the fuck, but I <laughs> I don't dye my beard. All right, sorry. A little bit of a tangent, but I, I did want to cover that real quick because it it's going to get a laugh out of a lot of softball guys that were talking about it. So let's start before I get into all the baseball stuff, and I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about baseball and the Phillies for a while, especially with that 2008 incidents that we've had come up recently from the 2018, team. So when I, when I get there, we're going to settle there for a while. But I wanted to talk about football, a couple reasons. Um, first, I, I tweeted this out during the week. It's too early for me for football. Thursday night was August 2nd, and it was the Hall of Fame game. It was the first preseason game. It was Bears-Ravens. I don't care. I didn't watch it. I don't care. I'm not ready for football yet. I'm not ready for football. August 2nd is too early for football. It's too hot outside up here in the Northeast. It's still the middle of summer, legitimately the middle of summer. I don't want summer to end. See, to me, as much as I love football, once football starts, summer's over. And what we were just talking about with the rain, I haven't gotten to golf as much as I want to, which others would say is a lot. But once once September hits and football starts, the days start shortening, it's fall, summer's over, and I don't want summer to be over. So it's just, it's too early for me for football. One cool thing, though, about the Hall of Fame game is it marks the Hall of Fame inductees. This is an incredible class going in. Uh, These are a lot of guys that everyone from my generation, like right on the border of what you'd call a millennial, grew up with. Because you're talking about Ray Lewis. Talking about To, we know the saga of him, and he's not going to the ceremony. Right? Whatever, still being an asshole. I don't. I, I can't agree with him not doing that. I don't want to go off on that. I don't want to give him any more airtime. He's getting plenty of it. Uh, Brian Dawkins, right? A hometown guy. We all love Brian Dawkins here. If you're an Eagles fan, and well deserving. This is a great Hall of Fame class. So that'll be really cool tonight. Uh, I think I may be leaving out Brian Erlacher. I think he's going in too. Urlacher is a really interesting case. A lot of people don't know that he played safety in college. And this week, with everybody talking about the stories of these guys going in, somebody was talking about Brian Erlacher and they're like, we showed up to watch him work out. And obviously, he's, a, he's an athletic freak. And they said, what position are you coming out for, son? And he talked about playing linebacker in the NFL. And they looked at his stats and said, wait a minute, this guy played safety in college? He's huge. So this just shows you like some of these these freak athletes. I mean Ray Lewis. It goes without saying we all know the player Ray Lewis was, right? I mean, for my money, the best middle linebacker of all time. So, but that should be cool tonight. That's always a cool event. I do like the Hall of Fame. Tio's an idiot for not going. Sorry for cursing, Prof. Even though you're not on here. (laughs) Um, the one thing that 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 gets me at this part, I, I wanted to touch on this, is I was talking about this all week. Here's what gets me about this part of the season two for football, and it's really annoying. I I, I sort of can't get over it. All the pundits and their picks, right? (laughs) All they're doing is they're throwing shit against the wall and hoping that it will stick. And some of them don't even make any sense. So I'll start here at home in the NL East. No one has disparaged the Eagles, obviously, because they pretty much kept the same roster. So, I mean... What are you gonna do, right? They're they're clearly everybody's picking the Eagles as the best team in the NL East, or NL East was this baseball, NFC East. But I go over to the AFC West, and everybody's darling is the Chargers, and I, I'm going, wait, where's this coming from? Uh, when has Phil Rivers done anything? What, like where is this Chargers coming from? Their defense is still not very good. Um, I mean, their offensive line was really bad last year, I think, from what I remember, unless they added five guys. I don't know. So, But everybody's like, yeah, Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. I don't know. The Raiders have a lot of talent. They had a down year. The Chiefs had a really good year because they let Alex Smith go, but they're still a really talented team. I don't see them really taking many steps back. But this is what these pundits do. And if you notice, the funny part is, Everybody that threw the Chargers out there, if they start 0-4 and and finish 6-10, it won't even be mentioned that they screwed up royally by saying the Chargers were the pick. But when you pick these dark horses here, if they end up working out, yeah, you're a hero. Good job. Yeah. It's like the Nick Wright effect. The thing that bugged me about some of these picks, and I'm sure there's some Giants fans that are going to listen to this, was the New York football Giants, and all of a sudden... They're going to be a force now because they got Saquon Barkley. Listen, listen. (laughs) Saquon Barkley is a special, special talent. That's all he is right now, okay? He was an incredible college football player, and he's a gifted, gifted talent. He's a talent. He hasn't played a down in the league yet, okay? And at a position like running back, where you have a lot of other things depending on your success none more or less important than the offensive line where the Giants are a dumpster fire on the offensive line. Don't tell me that adding Saquon Barkley is automatically going to get the Giants to 10 wins. Newsflash, it's not. I need to improve up front first to let Saquon Barkley be what he could be. Okay, How many running backs have we seen fizzle out? And again, Penn State guys, don't jump on me here. I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to be a bust. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is adding a running back in the NFL, as it's constituted today, doesn't make you an incredible team, right? Here's, there's Mikey Maz. Watch out for the Chargers DJ, boy. See, but okay, he uh, now the way that you say it sounds so much more convincing than the pundits on TV, because what Mike says is they got a chance to be good. I agree. They got a chance, but that's a chance, right? And I I could pull it up right now. I'm not going to because I'm here by myself. But if I, if somebody else out there, would the Chargers finish last year? Seven and nine, six and ten? I mean, I don't. To me, everybody and their mom I've heard pick the Chargers, and I just feel like picking the Chargers is it's one of those things. If you do it, you're you're the man because if they wind up eleven and five and win the division, it's great. But if it goes the other way and they finish six and ten. Nobody, nobody goes back and mentions how everybody on Mike and Mike, which or Mike and Wingo, whatever it is now, and it wasn't even them filling in like Golick Jr. Everybody's picking the Chargers. Well, that's great. Okay, they didn't give me much to go on. Mike, you probably gave me more right there than they gave me the entire show. Why the Chargers will be good? They just will, I guess. Get out here. Um, and by the way, I think I called him San Diego again, didn't I? L.A. is the L.A. Chargers, right? It's the L.A. Chargers. I'm pretty sure I called them San Diego the entire time. I still can't get over that one. That, that one doesn't make any sense to me either, but it is what it is. Actually, I won't even go into it because I was watching Ballers, and they sort of were going through the Raiders like fake move thing, which is kind of a cool show, but I won't even go into that. Uh, and if you're just joining, I don't buy my beard. <laughs> All right. I, I want to get into baseball. Because there's a lot I want to cover here, and I expect a lot of reaction from you guys. Real quick, though, before I move to the Phillies, I just want to talk about the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox are just ridiculously good. They're 76-34. and 34. They spanked the Yankees again last night. They're something like 24-5 and five, or 24-6 and six in the last 30 games. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Alex Cora got ejected in the first inning of the first pitch last night. That's the Red Sox manager. The first time he's ever gotten ejected. By the way, he's a pretty cool-headed guy. So I saw this morning, it was, it was really cool to just see the story. Um, they threw the first pitch through at the Red Sox leadoff guy and brushed him back. It was Mookie Betts. And <laughs> he just came storming out. And the umpire, he was yelling at uh, Boone, the Yankees manager, and the umpire's like, no, no, no. And as soon as he gets to home plate, the umpire just tosses him. It, it was cool. I, that's the stuff in baseball that I love, um, a first pitch. Ejection, the, the bottom of the first. It's pretty cool. Um, but the, the Red Sox are running away with that division and the AL. So, so on the other side in the NL, before I get to the Phil's, interesting, the Brewers are chasing down the Cobbies. So, uh, I know a certain FTH listener out in Milwaukee, Mr. Nugent, will be extremely happy about that. Uh, Brewers playing really well. They got a good team. NL's pretty open. Phillies clinging to a half game lead over the Braves. So, We talked about moves or not moves that the Phillies were going to make. They didn't get Machado. They didn't get Hamels. They didn't get Hat. Let's talk about where they stand right now. First off, Franco's on an absolute tear right now, right? And the crazy part about that is his numbers aren't even that great given the last couple weeks that he's had for the season. Just shows you how slow he started. He's hitting like 276, like 805 OPS. He's got 18 home runs now. I still would expect better from him at this point in the year, but I'm I'm really glad to see him hitting better. So we're going to need that to keep up. We've talked about this team's offensive struggles. They did try and go out and get some offensive help, but but let's talk about who they added, okay? So they bring in Oswaldo Cabrera, which I did like to pick up. He's got 18 home runs. He was hitting .277 when we brought him in. Mets were a dumpster fire. He wanted out. He's a utility infielder with some pop, which we talked about before, is always important. So I like bringing him in. Here's the thing: he hasn't started well here. I don't. That really doesn't concern me. This happens all the time in Major League Baseball when you make trades for position players. Sometimes they come in and they hit 800, right, their first five games. Sometimes they come in and they hit 200 their first five games. I wouldn't worry about him. He's a good offensive player, so he, he's a good add. I was happy with that. This one makes sense, but. It's not exactly what I was looking for. Wilson Ramos, we added, he is an all-star catcher from the Rays. Classic baseball deal. We got him for player to be named later in cash, right? Basically here, uh, because he's a salary dump for them. He's on the DL right now for hamstring. I hear conflicting reports about when he can come back. Maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. It's August 4th. We're getting down into the grind here at the end of the season for baseball. Nice to have him back in case we go on a slide. And if we do, we might go on a slide we can't recover from. Uh, But he is a really good player. Essentially, we're going to get him for maybe a month, maybe the end of August, September. Will that be enough? I don't know. I'm going to talk about why I really wanted Hamill some more in a minute when I get into this whole Chase Utley thing. But let's just go there. Let's go there because this is by far the hottest topic of the last week here and something I really wanted to cover. So last week, the end of last week, the Dodgers come to town. Chase Utley, (laughs) I want to preface this. I love Chase Utley, okay? I love everything about the 2018, team, and I'm going to repeat that a few times. Chase Utley has announced he's going to retire at the end of the year. So he comes to town, and the Phillies fans pack Citizens Bank Park to just sell out Phillies fans everywhere because Chase is coming home for a three-game series. This is great. His first at-bat, the place is electric. The cheers, the everything, hats off, gray hairs everywhere. Chase Utley, you are the man, right? It's all good. It's all love. I'm fine with all that. Well-deserved. Every time he came out for it. Here's where I had a major problem, and this is where arguments ensued on social media. Everywhere I go, people have a differing opinion about this. Here's what happened. That second game goes to extra innings. A home Phillies crowd is chanting, we want Chase Utley in the ninth inning of a tie game. I'm going to explain to you why that's wrong. First off, the Phillies were in first place in the NL East. And if anybody hasn't noticed, which apparently these people haven't, they haven't noticed because they're living in 2008, which I'm going to talk about. The Dodgers are in first place. This is an important game. Okay? Now, I get you went down the field to see Chase Utley, and you can cheer for him all you want in the first inning and when he trots out the second base in the second inning. But I want to hear cheers for him in the ninth inning in a tie game. What if he pinch hits there and hits a home run and beats the Phillies? That's a what if, but I'll tell you what if. If there's 20,000 people cheering for a Dodger to hit a home run at Citizens Bank Park to win a game, I have a serious problem with that. That They're not Phillies fans. Actually, I'll give you what they are. They're 2008 Phillies fans. They're not 2018 Phillies fans. I took a hard line on this, and I've had conversations with people, and yesterday I got my stance, not softened, but I saw a different perspective on it, and I'll, I'll give it to you, and I'll tell you why I just I can't really get on board with it. So what I, I had this argument yesterday, and what I was told is, is that people have had problems connecting to this 2018 team. I, I can live with that, okay? These are young guys, but here's why I can't accept that as an answer. If you look at the 2018 team compared to the 2018, which, by the way, I'm going to go into how much I love the 2018 after this. The 2018 team, these are Phillies guys, Phillies kids, okay? These are your... Chase Utley's your Jimmy Rollins. That's your Hoskins, your Cabrera's. Like, th- that's that's these guys, okay? The, your Cole Hamels is Aaron Nola, right? Go down the list of all the homegrown guys on the team. It's your They got their counterparts. It's the same story, okay? They just haven't won anything yet. But they're trying to this year, and you can't relate with the team because you're stuck in 2008. And so... That's where my major problem comes in. You can tell me that you can't relate to these guys yet. but let me ask you this. When did you start relating to the 2018? It more than likely was 2007, right? That first playoff appearance is probably when you started giving a shit. Now's the time to start giving a shit that they're first place this late in the year. And I just, I had a huge problem with all those cheers for Chase Utley late in that game. Because all it shows me is it brought out a ton of guys from 2000, and girls, sorry, it brought out a ton of people who were big 2008 Phillies fans, and they haven't connected with anybody on this team. So, I don't know. As a baseball guy, I have a problem with that. It's great that you showed up to the game. It's great that you cheered Chase Utley. Take your Dodgers hat, shove it up your ass. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't care. It's, it's, I don't know. The thing about it is, what's going to happen for Chase? Look what happened last night. Victorino, another 08 hero, right? Comes back and he's revered. He throws out the first pitch. We do a huge ceremony for him. What do you think we're going to do for Chase Utley next year and the year after? He's going on the wall of fame. He's a Philly hero. So you don't need to do it in the bottom of the ninth inning in a game against when he's playing against the Phillies. You don't want to see a guy, I don't care who he is, play well against the Phillies. I- I'm sorry. I just have a huge problem with that. Actually, <laughs> Was that what do they? What do the white boys say on the internet? Sorry, not sorry. I, I, I have a huge problem with it. That 2018 I love that team, love that team. I'm not going to cheer for the players against us. I'm sorry. All right, Will's chi- Will's chime in here. Let's see what he's got to say. Yeah, uh, he 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 mirrors what I say. You, are your cheering is hit in the twelfth inning, like I talked about. Their cheering form in the ninth. There, we both. I agree with you, Will. It's what I'm saying. We major issues with it. <laughs> you know that guy. That guy is a Philly hero. He's gonna have a statue, right? He's when he comes back to town, he'll never pay for a drink. He may end up living here. He could get a job with the Phillies. He, he will. He has keys to the city, right? But that doesn't mean you need to cheer this guy because it's his last season in a tight game like that. Like I said, in the first inning, yeah, go for it, you know, but you can't do it in the ninth, 10th, 12th. Like I can't, I just can't have it. So revisiting what I was saying about not connecting with this team, it relates back to, there were so many reasons I wanted to bring Cole Hamels home for this team. So many, the top of the list is because I think he has something left. Obviously he just saw his first start with the Cubs, five innings, zero on in runs. They get a win. Cole's a veteran pitcher and he's, a, what, eight-time All-Star, six-time All-Star. He's a, a World Series MEP. He's got a ton of playoff experience both here and in Texas. Like Cole Cole is a, is a veteran, legit starting pitcher in this league. I thought the change of uh, conferences or whatever the hell we call them in baseball, right, would be good for him going from the AL to the NL. I thought that would be great for him, and I thought coming home would be great for him personally. What I thought it would do for this team Are multi-tiered, first, you bring him in to this young, great pitching staff. By the way, Arietta had a great July, which is what we need to see from him. He's stepping up down the stretch. Aaron Nola is a legit 1A ace starter. Book it. You bring Colwin here to be your three or your four to, number one, obviously pitch. If you can get to the playoffs, which is coming in to get you there, his experience is invaluable not only pitching in the playoffs but for all these young guys who haven't experienced it yet that that veteran calming factor in a pitching staff you got to remember when you look at a team you got your pitchers sort of separated from the rest of the team they're it's a young young staff a guy like Cole coming in here gives you that then it's an injection into the team right you got Cole Hamels coming back it's an injection into the city we just saw what Chase Utley coming here and what Victorino coming here did to bring out all the fans from 08 and get them reconnected. You want to reconnect a fan base to 2018, bring back the 2008 star. To me, there was no reason not to do it, and I'm extremely disappointed that they didn't, and I think it may end up coming back to haunt them in a couple ways. One, because if the Cubs make it and you make it, you could end up facing Cole in the playoffs, which I'd rather not do. And two, if you don't make it, and it's because of you couldn't hit. I said they didn't add enough bats. I still don't think they did, right? And I still didn't think that adding a bat would do it. I thought adding another pitcher would do it. Pitch your way there. I just – I didn't see a reason. And then what came up to me was, well, you could bring Cole back next year because the Cubs probably don't keep him. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Baseball is such a weird sport, okay? You never know what you're going to get year to year, Right. First off, look at the 08 team. They should have won four World Series, three World Series. They got the 2 and won one That team was the Yankees in the National League for five years, right? They only won one. They got there twice. Like, you don't ever know what's going to happen in baseball, so you got to capitalize when you have it. This feels like a young team that could stay together, but you don't know. And by the way, they don't hit that well. So when you look at the 08 team versus the 18 team, they're completely different teams. So when you have a chance now, you get the piece you need now. And I think Cole, on so many different levels, was what this team, the injection of what he could have brought to this team just would have been so valuable. I was disappointed they didn't get him. And I hope that we don't see him in the playoffs. Well, first off, I hope for FTH listener Tom Nugent's sake that the Brewers chase down the Cubs. And, you know, Cubs don't make it, but that's fine. I've sort of had enough of the Cubs. I don't know. That's all I got, guys. Um, I really wanted to get that out about the Chase Utley thing. The one other thing that I did want to bring up because it sort of ticked me off. So, we're watching a game last night when we're having the conversation about connecting to this team. And <laughs> they show a, a a back camera pan of fans out in the outfield. And <laughs> they have on a Cruck jersey and an Utley jersey. And it sort of in, all encompassed the conversation of what we were just having. Because it brought in everything and all the points that I was making about look, you're these guys. They're not connecting to the 2018 team. You got a an 08 hero and a 93 hero, right? Uh, you know, you, and the one of them was a jersey. I forget which one. You can't you can't go buy like a Hoskins jersey or like a Nola jersey. Like what's up? I just feel like the city hasn't connected with this team at all, not at all. So. You guys think that over. You let me know what you think. I'm going to wrap this up because I just ran on a long tangent. I can't seem to get my music player. I'm just going to pick my phone up so you guys see it. Listen, guys, as always, thanks for hopping on the podcast. Hope to get the profit back for the next show while he's MIA so he can deliver his big news. Um, other than that, listen, guys, if you listen to the show... <laughs>
1: I don't know the music rights.
0: I like this song though. If you listen to the show and you like the show, you want to support the show, make sure you click that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you click that subscribe button on the iTunes podcast application. Share with all your friends. If you like it, give us a thumbs up. If you want some stuff, hit me up. still got hats. I got shirts coming in. I got wristbands. I got koozies. What do you want? Hit me up. That's it, guys. From the Hill, Swag.